0: Hello, everyone. I'm Paris Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to 12 O'Clock High, a podcast on business leadership with Tom Fox, hosted by Richard Lummis. What makes a great leader? Is it genetic or can you learn leadership skills? Join Tom Fox and Richard Lummis in this podcast, where they consider leadership from a wide variety of perspectives, academic, behavioral science, history, popular culture, the movies, and much more. You'll learn about specific tactics and strategies that you can bring to your own leadership toolkit. 12 O'Clock High is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back again for another episode. And today I have with me Allison Van Uzer. Allison, uh, first of all, thank you for taking the time to visit with me today.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to be here with you again, Tom. Thank you.
1: Allison, we are actually recording live in Houston, Texas. What are you in Houston for today?
0: I'm in Houston for the National Speakers Association Winter Conference where we're talking all about sales. How do we get to know our clients better? How do we get to understand their needs better so that we can help them fix their problems?
1: Allison, one of the things that has struck me about the presentations have been that you need to think of sales in terms of service. Mm -hmm. How can you serve your customer? What need can you bring to them? How can you be a partner with them solving problems uh, into the future. Uh, You have your own podcast, Mm -hmm. Stake, a podcast on leadership, and you talk about leadership from a perspective that I certainly don't have, and that is millennials, Gen Zs, and Gen Xers. And I wanted to ask you about an article you wrote, um, Generation Z Perspectives Leaders Need to Know, if I could ask Mm -hmm. why did you write this article?
0: Well, I have to say that I've written in the past year several articles 20, 30 articles and that's probably one of my favorites. I reread it again in preparation for this podcast and I just realized then and there that the information in this article is so good. I wrote that mostly because I had just delivered a keynote for a group of compliance leaders and those, the three perspectives I share in that blog were the ones that once the keynote finished, people were rushing up to me and saying, I had not thought of that, or I did not realize that, or I'm going to go implement this because you said that, and I thought, I've got to get that out there for more people to be able to hear, to know, to be able to serve their Gen Z people
1: better. So that conference you went to, I'm familiar with. It was the Ethics and Compliance Initiative, or ECI, and it is largely compliance professionals, but it's other uh, business professionals as well. Who is your target audience?
0: my target audience specifically for this article is people who are leading generation z but now when we think about that you know that was for compliance leaders but gen z doesn't only exist in the compliance world it's in the front line of your banks it's in the front line of the insurance industry it's in retail gen z is are people who are 24 years and younger they've arrived they're in the workforce and when it comes to leading them that's all about relationships so when it My target market are those people who want to level up their leadership for the next 10 years. So if you're someone who's concerned with being relevant, not simply just existing, but being more successful going forward, you're in my target market.
1: So what is the difference in Gen Z leadership and leadership from my generation, which is the baby boomer generation?
0: So there's two ways to look at that. You can look at that as how does Gen Z want to be led as they enter the workforce? But when people are 24 years old, when I was 24 years old, I was entering leadership roles. So I was now supervising people who were my age or who were 10, 20, 30, 40 years older than me. So the the biggest difference for me is that if you're looking at it from the perspective of a Gen Z leader, Gen Z leaders are going to be the ones who set the stage for future business. There was a recent study that came out that said 60% of the jobs that will exist in 2025 do not exist yet. So it is going to be those Gen Z leaders who make businesses relevant five to seven years from now. It's going to be those people who are opening doors for new processes in companies. And it's those Gen Z leaders that people need to be listening to no matter what age you are. Now, boomers, they're just in a different stage of life. Do they still add value? Absolutely. They have... Knowledge and experience that cannot be bought anywhere else that cannot be found in a 24 year old manager and a 24 year old leader So they're gonna be managing differently because they're on the tail end of their career. They're probably still wanting to make an impact, but Things that they've known are changing. They may no longer be relevant So they're going to lead people differently than that Gen Z who is forging ahead for being current in the next 20 30 40 years.
1: One of the things you wrote in the article that really intrigued me was that leaders need to learn from stories from the Mm -hmm. people and not only statistics. What did you mean by that and how can a leader learn from a story as opposed to a metric or a statistic?
0: So this is probably the biggest message that I'm trying to get out to leaders. What I see from my own leadership experience is that We go to conferences even like this, and we are in meetings, and we read articles of all the research that is telling us about the people in our workforce and how to lead them. But the expert on how to lead your people is your people. Now, I tell this story. I won't tell the whole thing now, but millennials have been dubbed the entitled generation. People think of them that way. They think that millennials come into the workforce and think that they could be CEO day one and that they deserve that. And they deserve a $100,000 salary when all they have is a four-year degree and experience running a YouTube channel. Now, for me, I'm a millennial, I'm 31 years old. Um, I've worked since I was 14. My mother left me whenever I was a little girl and my dad left whenever I was 13. And I put myself through high school and through college and married and have kids now. I understand that I've got to work for everything I want. So I was not a millennial coming into the workforce and wanting a leadership position because I thought I deserved it or because I thought I was entitled to that. I earned leadership positions because I'd put in the work for 10 years. Before that, I wasn't entitled. And if I had a leader that treated me as someone who was just entitled instead of someone who had earned their way to get to where they are at that point, I would have checked out from them a long time ago. So when it comes to leading your people, you have to know the stories, not just the statistics about them, if you want to be able to lead them to higher performance in your organization.
1: So how does the style of Gen X parenting differ from that of, excuse me, Gen Z parenting differ from that from Gen Xers or certainly even boomers, and why is that important for a business leader in 2020?
0: Parenting is so critical to business. Sometimes it seems like those should be completely opposite things, but the way someone is parented or lack thereof is a huge contributing factor to how they're gonna behave in the workplace. So let's talk about your Gen X employees. A lot of them are probably in leadership roles. As they were growing up with boomer parents or traditionalist parents, their parents, they didn't have a close friend- friendship with their parents most often. More often than not, the people who are in that generation heard things like, kids need to be quiet, or you go sit at the kids' table while the adults talk. And so it's not till really later in life that they became friends with their parents. But what we see happen most often is that As generations come along and they become parents they try to undo what their parents did to them or they try to do it differently or do it better. So Gen X has raised most of the Gen Z that is in the workforce. Now some Millennials have too but mostly right now we're talking about Gen X. Gen X didn't have friendships with their parents so man did they make up with that when it comes to their kids, their Gen Z kids. So they started doing things like letting their kids pick what they want for dinner, what they want at the McDonald's drive-through, what they want to wear to school, where the family's gonna take vacation this spring break, whether or not they wanna be homeschooled or buy a house in this or that neighborhood or play this or that sport. They're friends with each other on Twitter and on Instagram, and they're doing TikTok videos together. They're friends. So when Gen Z comes into the workforce, if the leader of the company is not treating them like their parents did, that friendship, that close relationship, there's gonna feel like there's an immediate disconnect there. And when it comes to Gen Z, they're not an entitled generation, but they are a generation with more options than ever. They can be millionaires from their bedrooms. They can have the same job with the same amount of salary in whatever city they want. So they have options, and it's important for leaders to realize that they were raised differently when it comes to leadership. And if you want to engage them, the best of the best, the highest performers, you need to start building those personal relationships with them.
1: Your article also talks to the Gen Zer, and you. one of the phrases I really uh, wanted to ask you about was, don't roll up your eyes, roll up your sleeves. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> I did. What does that mean?
0: You know, what, one thing that I think is always interesting is when we start talking about generations in business, a lot of them are looking at each other the same ways. They're rolling their eyes. You even, there's a, a late movement that was dubbed OK Boomer, where younger people were rolling their eyes at older people. Older people are rolling their eyes at younger people, saying they're entitled. What I have to say to that is you can roll up your eyes, but you better roll up your sleeves you need to get to work because whether you like it or not, we are going to work together. Whether we're working side by side, whether that relationship is top down or from the bottom up, we all are going to have to work together. And if you want to be successful, then you need to really stop rolling your eyes and start building relationships.
1: One of the key uh, components of uh, any leadership position is communication. Mm-hmm. And why is connecting so quickly important in any type of communication now?
0: Really goes back to what we just spoke about, about people have options. There's just a lot of places people can go and people wanna work with people they like, people they trust, and if they don't find it with you, then they're gonna go find it with, from someone else, especially your high performers. They have options and you know I think about this, I didn't talk about this in the article but let's say your Gen Z people have applied for a bunch of jobs and you've just hired them into your company. So they've been on the computer for the past three months typing in a certain job title. What's going to happen? is for the next several months they're going to start seeing those jobs that are opening up continue to pop up on their LinkedIn, continue to pop up in their email inbox. And so while you as their leader are getting to know them in those first 30, 60, 90 days, I mean, if you're not checking the boxes and building that relationship and solidifying that, they have options literally being pushed in front of their face in their phone daily. It's so important that you build that connection fast because they have options.
1: Why are you so passionate about leadership?
0: I love leadership because leadership is the way to transform not only business but lives. And whether you're leading yourself, whether you're leading your family, whether you're leading your coworkers or your employees, you have the power to make a difference in this world. And I think that more and more people, whether you are at the later stage of your life or you're just starting out, more and more people want to leave their mark, and you do that by getting serious about leadership.
1: Allison, if uh, someone wanted to find out more information about yourself, your consulting practice, your keynote speaking, uh, I'm going to talk about your podcast, so I'll, I'll do that. Okay. Uh, where would they go to find out more information?
0: Sure, uh, vanhooser.com, V-A-N-H-O-O-S-E-R.com. We have lots of information. All my contact information is there.
1: The uh, Allison is on the Compliance Podcast Network with Stake, uh, a leadership on podcast, and it's a, a really interesting way Uh, and a perspective that uh, none of the other podcasters on my network have. So I wanted to thank you for uh, starting your podcast and coming on the Compliance Podcast Network. Thanks so much uh, for this podcast today.
0: Cool. Thank you, Tom. This is Paris Fox again. We hope you enjoyed this episode of 12 O'Clock High, a podcast on business leadership with Tom Fox. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and rate the podcast. Thank you for listening.